all-American half pure beef patty, lettuce, tomato, This is Singles Going Steady, the podcast dedicated to exploring great singles with a particular eye to the punk, new wave, Icelandic, and DIY eras <laughs> of the last century. I'm Steve McGowan. And I'm Adrian Madoc. And this is the saga, right? Because yes. Iceland, right? The saga of the beef people. Jarl saga. Like, who's us. That's us. And uh, we released a single in 1986 on our own label, Zub Records. And we're also record collectors and passionate, especially about the expression of pop music perfection that is the single recording. Exploring the mystery of what makes for a great single is what propelled us to begin this here podcast. And we're up to episode episode number 069 069 please no snickering this is a family family podcast <laughs> right thank you uh, beavis all right um, so this is number 69 yes and as you might have gotten the little clue we're going to go to iceland we are going to iceland and the, you know iceland's leading export which would be bjork via the Sugar Cubes. The Sugar Cubes, the band that brought us Bjork. Yes. And we're going to talk about their very first single. It's called Birthday. It was recorded in uh, 1987 and released in the United Kingdom in 1987. It didn't make it to the U.S. until 1988. Uh, it was on an indie label in the U.K. called One Little Indian. And um, by the time it made it to the United States, excuse me, in 1988, it was on Elektra. And the Sugar Cubes really answer the musical question. Um, what would Joy Division sound like if um, Yoko Ono were their lead singer? Yes, yes. And, and they, they, um, they took a lot of, of those interesting avant elements. Yeah, yeah. I hear a little bit of like maybe like a lot of those 4AD type bands like Coco, right. Twi- Co- Cocteau Twins. Joy Division definitely yeah. wasn't a 4AD band, but... Uh, you know, definitely R.T. Yeah, in the, the music. Yeah, and, and not art rock in the sense of that it being no. a genre, but right. but rock with with mm-hmm. heavy artistic influences. Mm-hmm. This is like mm-hmm. a, 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 a thinking. Yes. This, this, there's a lot going on. Uh, sort of um, that this is sort of an impressionist work. Yeah, it's right? like a deconstructed uh, post punk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Absolutely. it's all it's all about Bjork too. I mean, she is the star. There's, there's no doubt about it. it you know, her voice is. And I remember when I first heard this, this mm-hmm. whole thing was so implausible. <laughs> it's, you know, here's this. So, um, what is this? You know, and, I, <laughs> yes. and as we were listening to today, I, I was thinking about there there are elements of sort of the, a traditional world music 
type mm-hmm. sort of threads in there, but it's really other world music. Yeah, other, I mean, yeah for us and, anyway. And, and I mean, maybe it's normal in, in Iceland. Who knows? <laughs> exactly. But, but right. I've it's never just, been there. <laughs> just another Icelandic band. Yeah. <laughs> but that you know, here's something that 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 the story was so implausible, mm-hmm. it, fantastic in the sense of you know mythological. Yes. You know, they're from Iceland, and here's mm-hmm. the, this disembodied yowl of a voice. Yes, it's all over the ra- all over the ranges from low to high. And, oh, and, and crazy and muted bass, guttural, and yeah, and, and you know, I'm sliding really, musical figures and weird muted horn sounds. And, and it sounds cold. It sounds <laughs> like you know, uh, Iceland. I mean, that seemed too pat because yeah. it seemed like you know something from um, you know Superman's Fortress of Solitude yes. or something. I mean, like something you played before the woolly mammoths came by. Exactly, <laughs> or at, you know, played by the woolly mammoths. Yes. Exactly. So why don't we go ahead and play the single? Oh yeah. It was uh, again from 1987. One little Indian in the UK. Uh, the Icelandic band Sugar Cubes with uh, Bjork singing, and the song is Birthday.
as we were talking about before, uh, the, the thing I, I like, the way this song starts, it sounds like... It sounds like the song is drunk. It's yeah, just, it's yeah. Like, it, there's like this lurching bass line, and then there's this weird kind of sound. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, it's, it's like a cartoon some, music almost. It, if you were playing it on cassette, you'd think that <laughs> yeah, it was stuck it was in the yeah, yeah. yeah, that it was uh, bogging down right. on the you know on the spindles or uh, something. Yeah, but it, that's the way it's it's supposed to sound. Or if then. you're playing a big hole forty five <laughs> on on the small um you know on yeah. the uh, you know, it's not the, quite in round. Adapter, yeah, yeah, that it's yeah, not in round, and it's mm-hmm. yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, um, but you've got that like Peter Hooky type mm-hmm. bass, like yes. lead bass, but lots of chorus on it. But it's being played under like under a frozen <laughs> crust, of, you know, like it, it's a yeah. depth, like they dropped a microphone, <laughs> right, on, you right, know. under the ice, right, right, right. <laughs> they, they, you know, like you were going ice fishing, they dug a hole in the ice, dropped the mic, and they, that's mm-hmm. how they got the sound. Of the base yeah, that's amazing that's a that's a great description um it's a really remarkable tune <laughs> and we, we were trying to talk about the lyrics did you have any idea what i i still i've listened to this song probably a hundred times i don't really have any idea what it's about well don't read the lyrics because it doesn't help <laughs> it, yeah the lyrics are unsettling um you know because it's birthday and it's something about mm. she's five years old but mm-hmm. is she you know it, it, it's hard to believe she's she's five year old and her best friend has a beard and he lives next door and she's got spiders in her pockets and, yeah and, you know, I remember that part yeah, yeah it, it's 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 yeah. The, the, the child like a, is almost menacing, right? Like, if it really is a child. It's like a brother's grim tale or something. Yes, very much so. <laughs> Except it is, you know, it's Little Red Riding Hood that is the men- menace, not right, the wolf. Right, right. I mean, the child seems, you know, I was malevolent. Think, yes, malevolent. <laughs> and I was thinking about the meme of the little girl who's got that 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 uh, smug look on her face and there's the building on fire behind her that's the little girl whose birthday this is kind of a bad seed type yeah but but the song also you know it's got that sort of heart of darkness in it but there's this yeah it's like a little little bright chorus part too you know and and and, you know it's called birthday but Mm -hmm. um you know it's it's like cake but it's Mm -hmm. like Frosted, mm-hmm. I don't know, salt cod or yeah. something. So, or, you know. so basically, we don't know what it's about. <laughs> no, no, and, and I, that kind of um, adds to the, the fun of it. Yeah, and, and the flip of, of yeah. the single is the song in Icelandic, which yes. I think I think you get makes the, about the same amount yeah, of sense. Exactly, maybe a little more because you're you can excuse yourself from maybe not right. understanding what the words mean. Right, right. So I was never um, a, a huge Sugar Cubes fan. I always liked them. Again. We had mentioned our friend uh, who's who's gone now, uh, Joey Lindsay. He was into the Sugar Cubes oh, before yeah. anybody else. And I remember he lent me a, a compilation record of indie Icelandic bands. As you like, do, you know, right. I, th- I think Sigur Ross was on it and um, maybe the Sugar Cubes and a bunch of other bands. I, I can't remember with unpronounceable <laughs> names. And uh, it was really cool. <laughs> I, I have it somewhere. Right? I, I, I don't have it. Uh, you know where I can tell you like the name of it or whatever, but it it, it was a great a little weird, you know like ten bands of this stuff, you know, because yeah. <laughs> they're all kind of have that slant to them. But uh, I think the the Sugar Cubes have the best slant of it. I uh, never saw the Sugar Cubes. Um, they had the video, which was really cool. We watched the video a lot. 
Um, I do believe that they were uh, influence on you, Adrian. <laughs> you know, maybe um, yeah. subconsciously yes, or something. Yes, but uh, yeah, I mean, you played, I have the proof here. I'm going to play it. Um, yeah, he was trying to convince me mm-hmm. about what 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 uh, an influence mm-hmm. York was on me. But we who knows? Uh, we usually play my my bands after the Beef People, but uh, Adrian also played in bands as well. And uh, one of played the, in band. Well, the band <laughs> she had was called Bloom. And you were up in Chapel Hill? Chapel Hill, yeah. Yeah, and it was a great band. Um, she was the singer, a three-piece with the singer, right? Right, right. And uh, I, I got to record them in my studio. Um, the song we're going to hear is Box. And you tell me, dear listener, if you don't maybe hear a little Bjork in the singing here, okay? Well, he's going to have to convince me. Okay. Well, here, here they are, Bloom with Box.
Well, that was Box and uh, Bloom and our own Adrian right here. <laughs> uh, sounding wonderful, I must say. And uh, I, I hear it. I hear the, I hear the Bjorkism. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you're copying her or no, anything. No, I was just but, trying to let it all hang out. Yeah, well... <laughs> I think you did very well, and that's a great little song, by the way. Yeah, I was kind of surprised, you know, because it, 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 I put it in the box for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, the the Bloom stuff, and it's the, like, wow, the, that's kind of fun. One of the reasons I brought it up was because, you know, um, part of our story is Adrian and I uh, were not in contact for 25 years, and after we had recorded this, I had it on a cassette or somewhere, and, you know, 20 years later, I was copying all my cassettes over to digital and this tape came up I didn't know what it was and I started listening to it and it was Bloom I didn't know it was Bloom I couldn't remember even though I had recorded it <laughs> you've recorded a few things yeah I recorded a lot of things and I was like this is Bjork isn't it <laughs> I, I swear to you that I thought it was a, a Bjork record so you know I think I think you did pretty good there kid well, what do you know so you know um, so now I got to get the swan dress. Well, we got to we got to get Zub Records moving on putting that Bloom record out because uh, there's there's a few other songs that are excellent as well. So keep 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 tuned. Um, their uh, record that came out was called Life's Too Good, and that was a bit of a hit. Um, yeah. There was the, there was a, a kind of a short period there where. All things Icelandic were kind of hot. <laughs> Can't believe it or not, and, uh, and, and I think maybe we're headed that way yeah. in the literal sense. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Well, with climate, yeah, yeah. But um, there were a number of bands that were doing pretty well then, and I think the Sugar Cubes put out three records. The second one was not as well received, and the third one was better. And then Bjork was like, "Hey, you guys, you know." I got my own career, <laughs> and obviously she's done very well. She's pretty much an international superstar and wearer of crazy dresses. Yeah, well, and I understand like the the band is amicably, yeah, you know, right. you know that they're all friends. I mean, I guess in yeah. Iceland you pretty much can't be the odd man out because right. uh, yeah, you got to run into everybody all mm-hmm. the time. I right. would think. Yeah, I'm sure it's a small musicians community, um, but this is a great single and. Um, do you, should we play a little bit of the Icelandic yeah, version? Yeah, I think we should because I, I yeah, think it'll show, you, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, maybe you can pick up more on the mood mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. With, by taking the lyrics out. And this was the B side of the birthday single from 1987. Uh, the A side is called Birthday. The B side, surprisingly enough, is called Birthday Icelandic. <laughs> Here we go.
Well, I said before, you know, what, what does it sound like if Joy Division was fronted by Yoko? Yes. And certainly she's got the, that expressive vocal mm-hmm. range and, and, mm-hmm. and um, sort of... Uh, Transcends language a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that it's more like emoting mm-hmm. than, 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 than uh, singing words, obviously. Yeah. And, you know, the, there's some of that that you get in the B-52s, as we mm-hmm. talked about in the B-52 right. um, uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. Um and, and Lovitch did a little yeah, bit of that. Yeah. And, you know mm-hmm. that 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 certainly that that sort of express yourself through mm-hmm. you know sort of beyond lyrics, right? But, but you know through through voc- vocalizing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you certainly have it here. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's imitating anyone. No, I mean. She's Bjork. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So it's not like she's not doing yeah. Yoko shtick. No, no, no. Uh, I don't think you have a shtick. No. I think this is sort of yeah. the, the id of Bjork Homegrown. released. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so the Sugar Cubes, um, can you think of anybody that would cover this song? I had thought of two things. Okay. You know, when I was listening to this, I was really reminded of, of the Sundays. Oh, okay. And I was thinking about Harriet's voice, which yeah, is very so clear. Pure and, yeah, it, it's mm-hmm. sort of a, a, a mm-hmm. less, um, a less uh, sort of mm-hmm. all over the map right, version. Right, right. A more sort controlled. Of, uh, yeah, right. It's mm-hmm. sort of like a straight version. Yes. Of, right. But but sung by the the you know, Harriet and the Sundays, I think yeah. would be really interesting. Mm-hmm. But then I was trying to think who could maybe do the vocalization. And of course, you thought of Bette Midler. <laughs> oh well, I always think of Bette Midler. <laughs> but I was thinking Adam Lambert. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> he's just the girl to do it. I, th- I think. Yeah. I think he could have a really remarkable version mm-hmm. of this by Adam Lambert. Yeah, he's got a great voice. Yeah, mm. and has the range. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think, if, he, if he can sing in Queen, he can. Yeah, he's got the range. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, we mm-hmm. do. And our rules here, rules here are mm-hmm. living, dead, imaginary, mm-hmm. fictional. Right. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so so having that that mm-hmm. range, uh, I I don't think like mm-hmm. obviously there there are those connections with Freddie Mercury. Yeah. But I, I mean, I don't think he, I, Freddie Mercury was all about control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. The fact there, yeah, I mean, his instrument, yeah. you know, he was a master. I right. Mean, but it, but yeah. it obeyed him, and I think mm-hmm. the feeling with Bjork is let go. The, yeah. the wheels are coming off. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. <laughs> we don't know where these wheels are mm-hmm. going, and and I think maybe you could get that mm-hmm. that. That carefreeness, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe Ann Lampert mm-hmm. can reach for some of that. I think uh, that's a good, that's a good choice. Taking it to the precipice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you have any recommendations? Well, um, I have a couple of things that I would like to hear cover first. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right. I, well, I thought mine were so definitive. Well, that you know, I, I'm not saying they're not, but I, I have an idea. Okay. Well, uh, we'll I'm, hear I'm it. thinking about 1968 era Paul McCartney. Um, singing his version of birthday and then going into this version of birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh, oh, you were keeping that powder dry, weren't you? Turned me on dead, man. Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, you win. And another one, no, I don't, but but, uh, another one very much in your vein of Mm -hmm. of Harriet doing it, I would like to hear um, Chrissy Hine do it. Oh, yeah. A real straight, 
kind of version. Yeah. It would be slowed down. You know how she does those pretty slow songs? Yeah, but she's got that emotive mm-hmm. sort of, yeah. the, that rawness. So I think we're developing a whole album of, right. uh, yeah. of birthday covers. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call it Birthday Party. Yes. And, and it'll be on Sub Records. Yeah, and, uh, you know, yeah, I'm sure, so we'll I'm sure Paul, Paul, Paul will just sign right up. Paul you know, and Chrissy. That, that 2% royalty. Bet, bet. We want, we yeah, want bet. bet on there and too. Ringo, of course, Ringo. Right, right. Yeah, so all the, all the greats. Um, recommendations. Um, as we say when we're thinking of one, um, do you have one? <laughs> I, I cheated. I thought about it beforehand good, and, good. and took cheat notes. So, um, you know, we're recording these around the end of, of 2019. Mm-hmm. And I'm. Or the beginning of 2020. Right, right. <laughs> Um, I, I, th- I think those are virtually the same thing. Hmm. Yeah. I'll have to think about that. Right. Um, don't don't let anybody get those uh, ideas for their their um, you know their their sugar cubes uh, tribute band That's with right. their, their original song. You know, the end of, mm-hmm. of 2019, beginning of 2020. They are the same thing. Um, but uh, it, Greta Gerwig. Uh-huh. Um, a very talented actor, mm-hmm. very talented writer and director, and her adaptation of Little Women, mm-hmm. which she also adapted, right. uh, the screenplay, um, is getting ready to, to, to premiere. But you haven't seen it yet. I haven't, yeah. but um, I really like Greta. But you, but you know you're going to like it. I know I'm going <laughs> to yeah. like it. But uh, Greta Gerwig, um, I, the, I had two recommendations of, mm-hmm. of works that I think um, – have been criminally underappreciated, okay. underseen. The first is um, a movie, Frances Ha, mm-hmm. which is fabulous. That was her first one that really put her on the map, right? No, I think there were there might have been other. Okay, you know that, but that that may have been the first that uh, mm-hmm. where she did the screenplay as okay. well. Okay, all right. And it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's just wonderful. And I want to explain what the title means to you because it's a nice revelation mm-hmm. uh, in, in the film. I mean, it's not super mystical or anything, but mm-hmm. it's not like oh, it all becomes clear, but you know, it's just a nice reveal. Mm-hmm. And the other is um, a film called Damsels in Distress. Mm. I which, don't know that one. Oh, it's... It's superb. It is a Whit Stillman film. Okay. And it's set at a fictional uh, uh, New England girls uh, college. Um, and it was actually filmed at um, on Staten Island at this really unusual um, uh, enclave mm-hmm. that's called, let me make sure I've got, I think it's called a soldier, no, sailor's. I remembered what it was when I wrote it down. Mm-hmm. Of course, now I can't find it. Like a sailor's home. Yeah, uh, maybe Sailor's Harbor Rest. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's a beautiful, like, federal-style enclave, mm-hmm. early 1800s, beautiful buildings. It's just, it look, looks like a, an idyllic college mm-hmm. campus. Right. And it is just one of the most brilliant, funny films. And, of course, she is just... Um, Uncanny as mm-hmm. uh, you know, a, a, as uh, damsel in distress. At, no, as an ingenue mm-hmm. who means really well, mm-hmm. um, and of course, um, I don't know that she commits atrocities, but, <laughs> but um, you know that that um, hope not. you know, she, like all well-meaning people, perhaps mm-hmm. uh, um, this you mm-hmm. know, attempts to help despite um, mm-hmm. uh, you know the effectiveness of her assistance. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's Damsels in Distress okay. and Francis Haas. So those are my recommendations. Good ones. 
Um, basically, my recommendation is to follow people like Bjork. Um, we uh, on the show we we do talk a lot about men and in in male oriented bands, and we 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 give our props to the ladies. But you know, the, uh, most of the times the ladies are doing some of the most interesting things. Let's face it, the ones we talked about, the B fifty twos. Not all ladies, but some. Um, Lenny Lovich, um, Yoko. Yeah, Yoko. I mean, Bjork. You know, and there's there's others. You know, uh, they're they're really they've really got a lot going on and uh, really uh, pushing the envelope in a way that that we don't hear. You know, like you were saying, we were talking about how it it seems like it's the women that can transcend you know language with their voices that's that's how powerful they are right right know? yeah this is something primal yeah. something yeah something really connected to yeah. the soul right, right. And so exactly. they open their mouths and, du- and yeah or directly to the heart you right know? and yeah. feeling and and mm-hmm. and you know the expression comes out mm-hmm. that that's um that's not mediated mm-hmm. by by language right so uh that's, that's my recommendation just keep your eye on on these uh, wonderful wonderful artists that are still you know i mean yoko's still at it you know yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a really interesting, you know, I was singing the, the praises of Twitter earlier. Mm-hmm. Yoko's got an interesting Twitter she account. She sure does, yeah. And she's doing an art project where she, that that's really based in sort of Me Too mm-hmm. um, and, and uh, similar um, movements. Mm-hmm. And she's asking women to take pictures of only their eyes mm-hmm. and, you know, to submit them for right. sort of, you know, global women's mm-hmm. piece that she's working on yeah she's um, awesome yeah and i just thought what mm-hmm. wow she just cuts mm-hmm. to the chase and the one thing i wanted to mention too about twitter was we talked about it before every time i say to somebody we have twitter they get that look on their face like oh no i don't want to go there you know and i understand there's a lot of bad stuff on twitter there's a lot of flaming there's a lot of useless politics um there's a lot of hate and uh but if you are scrupulous about what you follow and what you allow on your feed, um, you know, I, I again suggest you take a look at the Zub Records and the uh, Beef People. You know, it's all about music. It's about art. It's about fun stuff. You know, um, architecture, Bauhaus. <laughs> you know, music, music, music. And we stay out of the politics. We stay out of the the, the, the gutter, you know. But, and, no, but there's plenty of it that's out there. Yeah, so if that, that's but I think what that's, you're what, I think in, that's that, what wears people down, though. They don't want, you know. They, right. You know, when you can go on and you can just watch Bodega Cats and M. Crouton. Okay. And, yeah. and, and, Giant military and, cats, know. which is yeah, an account right. where cats there's are placed in There's a lot of really in, cool in stuff. Military hardware. You know. Yeah. And you can you can catch all the new information about all your favorite bands. They're all mm-hmm. on Twitter, you know. I mean, we just found out about a Buzzcock single we didn't know about through Twitter, you know. Um, uh, so, you know, if you're willing to make the effort, it can be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I right. pet that dog. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so, um, well, that's it for us. Uh, we made it through somehow. Um, singles going steady, 069. Iceland. Birthday. Yeah. Bjork. The Sugar Cubes. Um, stuff that was um, really 
wacky and weird and strange, and we like it. Other world music. Yes. Otherworldly. <laughs> From another world. <laughs> kind of uh, implausible, uh-huh. hallucinatory. <laughs> People that wear, um, you know, swan costumes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the sound of that. Yes, it's awesome. So, until next week, it's been great talking with you. And remember, at the website, uh, we'll have the links to the things that I couldn't quite remember. <laughs> right. We will remember them and we'll link to them. Uh, have a great day. See you later. To learn more about the artists and recordings we just talked about, visit our website at zubrecords.com. And click on the Singles Going Steady icon. You'll also find links to the persons, places, and things we recommend, and much more. You can find episodes of Singles Going Steady on our website or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Singles Going Steady is brought to you by the power and majesty of Zub Records. Zub Zub Records. Records. Smart Smart sounds sounds for for sharp people. people.